Welcome to Rethink Your Health, a podcast dedicated to helping women like you define what health means for them. I'm Jen Madden, and I'm your host. I'm a certified life coach who, after over 30 years of dieting, finally learned how to make peace with food, my body, and my life. And now I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Living a healthy life means looking at every area of your life and determining if it's serving you or hurting you. We're going to be talking about all the things that guide you to creating the life you truly want. Welcome back to Rethink Your Health. How you doing? I hope you're liking this podcast. And if you are, may I ask a favor? Can you share it with a friend? And if you haven't already, can you follow it on whatever podcast platform you are currently using to listen to this podcast? So I'm in New York. It is the end of November and I was going to head out for a walk and I looked at the temperature and it was 26 degrees and I thought, you know what, maybe I will record a podcast before I go walk in hopes that it'll warm up. Now I have been known to walk in colder weather than that, but listen, when you have a choice, you wait a little bit and you let it warm up. So rather than moving my body right now, I'm actually going to record a podcast on movement. So let's talk about movement. I have always exercised. That has been one thing that has been consistent with me my entire life. I would say in high school is when I started to exercise on a regular basis. And to be honest with you, I enjoy exercising. I have literally done, or it seems like I've done every single exercise program that exists out there in the world. I know that's not a true statement, but it feels that way. I have done Obviously walking, that's always been my go-to, and yoga, but I've done hot yoga. I've done yoga hanging from scarves that I was convinced once I got on the scarf, it would rip out of the ceiling. It did not, thank God. I had a very serious jazzercise phase. Yes, I shimmy, shimmy, shimmied, shimmy, shimmy, shimmied like it was my boss. And at the time, I was very proud of it. And yeah, I've tried everything, including CrossFit. I actually even became a CrossFit coach. But the one thing I always told myself, which was a lie, was that I was exercising for my health. Now, it's not a complete lie because that is true. But really, if you were to dig into my true reasons for wanting to exercise, it was to be thin. Everything I did, I swear, for my most of my life was to get thin. And unfortunately, having that as my reason why, I tuned out of my body. I didn't listen to my body and I pushed myself probably harder than I should have many times. I worked out when I should have been resting. I worked out when I had an injury. I worked out when I really needed to do some stretching rather than lifting my, you know, lifting weights and pushing my body in an extreme way. I really never listened or checked in with my body. It was more about what exercise program am I doing? What are the rules, the requirements? Check out of my body and focus 100% on whatever the program was. Because obviously the program and whoever designed the program knew better than I did on what I needed for my body. That is not a healthy way or a healthy relationship with exercise and I finally learned that when my body was like I'm having enough of this nonsense and I was definitely over exercising and it was impacting my daily life I was not sleeping 
I was so amped up, I think, on cortisol that I literally could not fall asleep at night. My muscles would even like kind of twitch out. It was so weird. I was hungry, right, because I was over-exercising and not feeding myself enough. My muscles were really tight because I kept working them rather than stretching them and resting them. And rather than getting positive results, I was getting net negative results, in my opinion. So I stopped everything that I was doing and I switched to doing hot yoga and walking. And I panicked. Like that was really a hard adjustment for me because I thought all the quote unquote fitness I had gained was going to be lost and it was going to gain a ton of weight and I would wind up as a slug on the couch. Fortunately, that did not happen. My body was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for actually listening to me. And I will tell you, my sleep improved. My muscles got stronger, shockingly enough. And I wasn't sore all the time. That was the other thing. I was sore all the time. And I used to joke that it was the good sore. It wasn't the good sore. It was just sore. So since that time, I think that was around 2019 when I just was like, enough. And let me just switch. Since that time, I have absolutely healed my relationship, not only with food, but with exercise, because I started to actually listen to my body. And I also tuned in to see like, am I actually enjoying what I'm doing right now? So let's talk about what it means to have a healthy relationship with movement. Now, before I get into that, I want you to check in with yourself and determine where you are when it comes to your relationship with movement. Are you somebody who doesn't exercise currently and has no interest in exercising at all? Are you somebody who isn't exercising but really wishes they were? Are you somebody who exercises but hates it? Are you somebody who feels like you actually have a really good relationship with movement and it feels good in your body? Or finally, are you somebody who exercises no matter what and pushes through because you have to just check in with yourself and be honest you don't have to tell anyone your answer be honest as to where you are right now when it comes to your relationship with exercise and then ask yourself are you okay with where you are because you legit may be and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that because you are the only person who can decide what's best for you so be completely honest with yourself as to where you are, where you currently are, and where you currently want to be. Do they match? If so, awesome. If not, listen on. So let's talk about what an unhealthy relationship with exercise looks like first. To me, and remember, these are always my thoughts, opinions. You get to add, take away disregard altogether but in my opinion an unhealthy relationship with exercise looks like overestimating the consequences of missing a workout I had this when I stopped doing CrossFit I was like oh my god everything is going to go to hell I'm going to lose all fitness all muscle anything that I have worked towards was going to just be like washed down the drain this could be for you missing a day of exercise Right? So maybe you're on an exercise streak and you're like, no, I have to keep going. I know I'm tired, but I have to keep going because if not, I'm never going to do this again or all the fitness is going to be lost. Listen, taking a break from exercise actually will make your body stronger. It will not reverse the effects 
of what you've already done. Stopping altogether will, but if you're just needing to listen to your body and your body is telling you that you need to rest, that is not going to impact the level of fitness. You are not going to have a negative result. You are actually, in my opinion, going to have a positive result for listening to your body. Another unhealthy habit when it comes to exercise is exercising even though you know it's bad for your body. This could be when you're sick, like when you're really sick and you need to be in bed, or if you have an injury. I did this a lot. So I have a bad right knee. I have arthritis in my right knee, and as a result, I have limited range of motion. And I would push past the point of what was healthy for my knee so that I could get into a certain position or at least try to get into a certain position because, quote unquote, that's what they said I should be able to do. That was not healthy for my body and I did it again and again. Thinking somehow or lying to myself that it was going to actually improve my fitness. It did not. It hurt my body. Exercising in unsafe conditions, not healthy. And this could be like exercising during a th- thunderstorm. And I, I add these points because I've done them. <laughs> that is, this is why, this is how things made the list. I was training for this 60-mile breast cancer walk. And of course, I told myself I was doing it for fundraising. But the reality was I was doing it to, yes, lose weight and be thin. And I was out for a 13-mile walk because that was what was on my list for the day. And there was literally a thunderstorm happening. And I was walking on a trail that was surrounded by trees. But I had to get those 13 miles in. Fortunately, common sense did take over. And I was like, you know what? I think maybe I need to not do this. And I called somebody to pick me up. But again, I had such an unhealthy relationship with movement that I was like, no, I have to go do this. This is what I'm supposed to do today. Another thing that you may or may not be doing if you have an unhealthy relationship with exercise is putting your social life in the back burner, right? That your exercise routine is more important than hanging out with your friends. Or maybe you have stress about hanging out with your friends and you're like, nope, I got to go run instead of go out, you know, go out to brunch with my girlfriends. That's not healthy. When you're starting to put your social life on a back burner because you think that it's going to negatively impact whatever level of fitness you've gained, not healthy. When you are too focused on burning calories or hitting, yes, the 10,000 steps a day, not healthy. Now, I, I don't like trackers. Any of you who have been following me or listening to me, I'm not a fan of trackers because most people use trackers as a way to not listen to their bodies. They are so focused on hitting whatever number is supposed to come up on their tracker, even if it means hurting their body or actually taking away from what your body actually needs just because you need to hit a certain number. Not a fan of that. And again, this was something I did. And I know there are many of you that are doing this, especially when it comes to the 10,000 steps. It is not healthy for you to be brushing your teeth, getting ready to go to bed, looking at your watch and seeing you have another 1,000 steps to hit and proceeding to jog in place or walk around your house to get those steps in. Your body is literally getting ready to go to sleep and rest. And now you're amping it up by hitting because you have to hit those extra thousand steps to get your 10,000 steps. That is not healthy. And yes, I have done that. 
And I know that some of you are doing that. Now, there is a place for trackers. If you are training for something and you need to track your progress, that is a healthy use of it. But when you are actually using that as a way to hit some sort of number and you're not listening to your body, that is not healthy. Now, on the flip side, when we're talking about a healthy relationship with movement, again, it comes back to trust. You trusting your body that if you listen to it and give it what it needs, it's going to respond the way you want it to. And your body needs to trust you that you're going to listen to it and be the provider of its needs. It is a two-way street when it comes to trusting your body and your body trusting you. Because if your body doesn't trust you and you don't give it a break, you know what's going to happen because some of this has happened to some of you out there. You're going to hurt yourself to the point where you can't exercise. You're going to get sick, that you so sick that you can't get out of bed. Your body's like, hey, you're not listening to me? Well, then I'm going to force the issue. And when you start to listen to your body and give it what it needs, you need to know that your body is also going to respond to that. And you need to trust me on this. If you're not there yet, your body will. So a healthy relationship with movement, in my opinion, looks like moving your body regularly in a way that feels good to you, not only physically, but also mentally. Personally, I think exercise is more of a mental health program than an actual physical health program. Having a healthy relationship with movement also means resting your body when your body needs to rest and not pushing through it. Your body does need to recover. Your muscles do need to recover. And your body will let you know when it needs it. And then my last point when it comes to having a healthy relationship with movement, it's really simple. It's just keeping your eyes on your own lane. We easily get caught up in compare and despair. We want to see you know, what is other people doing? Oh, she's doing that. Look at the results she's getting. I should be doing that. It is the same concept as dieting, right? We jump from diet to diet because we're like, oh, Susie lost weight on that diet. That's the diet for me, right? I did that with CrossFit. Ooh, look at the results people are getting from CrossFit. I should be doing CrossFit. I don't think CrossFit was ever healthy for me. I had, socially, it was fantastic. A lot of great friends as the result of CrossFit. CrossFit definitely knows how to build community. But when it came to what I needed for my health, I don't think it was the healthiest thing to do. And I would always compare myself. Meanwhile, I'm like one of the oldest people in at my gym or box, as they would call it, and definitely one of the heavier ones. And I would compare myself to what other people were doing. Not healthy. Keep your eyes on your own lane when it comes to your health overall. You and your body are the only ones who knows what it needs. So it's really simple when it comes to having a healthy relationship with your body. In my opinion, it's moving your body regularly in a way that feels good mentally and physically. Resting your body when it needs it, which means listening to your body, and then keeping your eyes on your own lane. Really simple, but not easy to do. So depending where you are, When it comes to your relationship with movement, you may be in a place where you want to make a change. Now, the all or nothing approach anytime, no matter what change you're trying to make, never works. I always recommend 
making slow changes. I talk about minimum baseline when it comes to exercise. So if you are somebody, let's say you're somebody who is currently not exercising and you want to, decide what exercise you want to do. Make sure it's an exercise that you enjoy. I want to just put a pin in and talk about that for a second. You should enjoy the movement that you're doing. If you actually hate what you're doing, that is not a healthy relationship with exercise. Now, that's not to say that whatever exercise program you choose is not going to be hard or challenging. If you are building fitness, if you want to build your muscles, it is going to be hard and challenging. That is okay. I'm all about checking in with your body, making sure you're giving your body what it needs, and that you're not doing something because you think you should because somebody else is telling you that that's what you should be doing. If you are building fitness, it is going to be hard and challenging at times. If you're lifting weights, the heavy weights, it's going to be hard. If you're learning new yoga poses, it's going to be hard. As long as you enjoy it and it feels good in your body, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you hate what you're doing and you keep doing it, that's horrible. That's not fun. Stop doing that. Decide what movement will actually feel good for you and that you would like to do. Right? So this goes for everyone, no matter what category you, you find yourself in. So if you're a person who does not exercise at all, decide an exercise that you think you might enjoy and then set a very small goal. I call it the minimum baseline goal. It is like the smallest goal possible that you can do without your brain resisting it. And it may look like Let's say walking is what you're going to do. It may look like walking for five minutes every single day or five days a week. It may look like walking one minute. Whatever your brain will not resist because our brains are going to be like, wait, what? We're changing? So it has to be really small and people will always be like, that's not enough. I am telling you right now, the all or nothing method does not work. So if you are currently not exercising and you want to exercise and you think that suddenly you're going to start walking 30 minutes a day, five to six times a week, consistently for the rest of your life, I am sorry to tell you this, you are wrong. But if you tell yourself, you know what, all I have to do is five minutes every single day or five times a week, I can do that. That's a walk around the block, right? Something that's so easy. And then you start to do that and you develop the habit of that. And then maybe you increase it to 10 minutes. And then you may, then you increase it to 15. And next thing you know, you're walking 30 minutes, five to six times a week. Rather than going all in, stopping, beating yourself up, shaming yourself, right? Telling yourself all horrible things, then trying again to go all in. Meanwhile, in that wasted time, that wasted space, if you had started to make slow changes, you would have become a consistent exerciser who is actually meeting the goal you had set. If you are exercising and you hate it, find something that you love, period. Right now, there is a huge pickleball craze going on. I am not a pickleball player, so I don't get it. But for those of you who have started to get it, I know that you're probably addicted to it. That has been an exercise program that people are actually enjoying and loving. I have a friend who has struggled with having a consistent exercise program, and she's like, you know what? I found pickleball. I'm really not that good at it right now, but I think I can be really good at it. And it's kind of fun. Like, there's a skill for me to learn, and it's definitely a workout. And she loves going to play pickleball. 
find something that you love to do. A lot of people just like walking. You get to listen to music or podcast. It's very easy. It costs you nothing, right? It might cost you some extra winter gear um, when it's, you know, 26 degrees out. Find something that you love to do and then do it. You may actually have a bunch of different things that you enjoy doing. I actually was working with somebody who was struggling with her relationship with exerciser and she was an over-exerciser. And she knew that she was and wanted to change and was also currently doing programs that she didn't like. So she came up with a list of exercise programs that she really enjoyed of varying intensities. And she would have that list. And when she was going to exercise for the day, she would look at the list and check in with her body and like really checked in and and was like, what do I need today? And some days she went for a swim. Other days she went and did a heavy weight workout. Other days she did yoga, right? So she had a list that she could pull from without even thinking about it. All she had to do was check in her body, check in with her body to see what it needed, and then she picked from the list and then did that, okay? So find something that you absolutely enjoy because if you don't like it, you're not going to stick with it. And then for your our over-exercisers, If you are afraid of cutting back because you have this thought that your fitness is going to go to hell, I would challenge that thought. I used to think it, I challenged it, and my fitness did not go to hell. But if you are worried about that, think about one small change that you can make that will lessen the intensity of the exercise that you're doing. It could be shortening the length of your workout, putting a portion of the workout that's a little less intense, right? So maybe you're running, right? Maybe you walk for two minutes, part of that run, right? Maybe you say, I could actually use a rest day. And maybe you actually try taking a day off. What is something that you are willing to do to lighten the load when it comes to exercising that your brain is not going to freak out about? So it, it literally might be just shortening the workout that you do absolutely depends where you are. It may be deciding rather than doing, you know, six intense workouts, you're going to do five intense workouts and one day of something more gentle. Pick something that's small that your brain's not going to freak out about and be like, oh my God, what are you doing? And just do that. And then when you get in the habit, for all of you, no matter where you are, when you get in the habit then you can, you can add more to it. So if you're increasing your exercise, you can add another small percentage onto the exercise that you're doing. If you're over-exercising, you can reduce the exercise that you're doing. I actually just stopped over-exercising and I was able to do that because my body was just like, I, you got to sleep. So I was able to just stop and I did the mental work of just switching to yoga and walking. I really had to clean up my thoughts there and challenge what my, what my brain was telling me about that. But I have the skills because I am a life coach and I'm a certified life coach. I was able to do that. But you may need to ease yourself into it. I was not able to, when I was stopped dieting, I was not able to automatically go into eating all foods, right? So it really depends on where you're at. Only you are going to know. And I just encourage you to try it and try the small changes, even though your your brain is going to tell you that it's not enough. I will tell you that all or nothing is not going to work, period. And you know that if you're honest with yourself. So to kind of wrap things up, 
I want you to really be honest with yourself about where you currently are when it comes to your relationship with movement. Ask yourself, is this the relationship you want to have? If it is, awesome. Go on with your big bad self. If it's not, take some of the pointers that I presented in this podcast, right, by making small changes. Determine what health a healthy relationship with movement looks like for you. I gave you three of what I think is, which is moving your body in a way that physically feels good and also mentally feels good. Resting when my body needs to rest and keeping my eyes on my own lane. You may want to add to that for whatever whatever works for you because again, it is about you determining what's best for you. And then once you determine that, decide what small change you can make that will get you closer to that goal without freaking your brain out. It's really not that hard. It's simple. I should say that. It's actually very simple. The hard part is checking in with the stories that you're telling yourself. So if you've got some wild ass stories that you're telling yourself, go back and listen to episode number two, where I talk about your thoughts and changing your thoughts and challenging yourself, questioning the thoughts that you have. Question your brain when it tells you that your fitness is going to go to hell if you take a rest day. Ask yourself, is that even true? All right, it's really important for us to start to question and challenge the thoughts that we have about life just in general. But for the intent of this podcast, challenge the thoughts or the stories that you have about exercise and what that means. So if it's if you're an exerciser and you're freaking out about reducing the amount of exercise you're doing, check in with that story. If you're somebody who is not exercising and you're like, I can never be somebody who's an exerciser, challenge that story. Is that actually true? All right, my friends, that's all I got for you today. And again, if you are loving this podcast, share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please follow me on whatever podcast platform you are currently using to listen to this podcast. Have a beautiful day.